Welcome to Salcedo Paranormal. It is now Thursday, January 12th, 2023. And uh, tonight I'm reviewing some more of H.P. Lovecraft, The Complete Fiction. As always, you can find all the episodes of the show, along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page. And that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O, paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have questions or comments or topic suggestions, or if you have stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. Um, and I, again, um, I do mean that I have a friend that will be joining me, uh, not for a stream, but um, to do just a basic podcast kind of thing, version, uh, recording, and I'll be sharing that this weekend at some point. <clears throat> so, looking forward to that. Um, and of course, um, thank you all for listening, whether you're here for the live streams, I see you all there, thank you. Or you listen to the podcast or uh, YouTube feeds. Um, again, I'm amazed at the numbers that um, we've gathered on those feeds. Thanks to you all. And really appreciate that. So, um, so yeah, I think that's it. Uh, this is the last stream for the week until um, Sunday morning. And uh, But again, I have two bonus shows that I will be recording in the next couple of days. And uh, I'll put those out as soon as I can. So, really excited about that. And again, that's also thanks to you all that listen and that are part of the community because uh, both of those shows will involve friends of the show. So, <clears throat> um, but yeah, I'm reviewing three stories tonight. Two are shorter ones. The third has some chapters to it. And um, which, of course, this is just a summary of these stories. So. And uh, I think maybe another three episodes is what I have left to finish this uh, Lovecraft, uh, the complete fiction. I think around there. And then I'll probably do a one episode just to talk about his writing in, in general. Just some of the patterns that I've seen in it. And then, uh, of course, the ties to the, the paranormal world as well. And then I'm going to start getting into mythology. Um just finding stories and trying to summarize them as well as I can, and again, talking about their uh, paranormal aspects that could um, possibly still be around there, be um, how they could be connected to things that happen today. So that should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. That'll be the next big series. Um, so that should be a lot of fun. And, of course, that's for the Wednesday shows uh, when I'm not doing... Uh, comic book review shows with Derek or other topic-based shows. So, um, actually, that would be Thursday morning. That's usually, that's what it is now. It used to be Wednesday night. And I guess it still is Wednesday night, for depending on where you're at, time zones and all that confusing stuff. But, uh, anyway. Um, so I'll get to these stories here. Um, and again, I'm just reviewing these stories, just giving brief summaries, so Definitely check out the um, all of Lovecraft's things. Um, I'm told you can find a lot of his stories um, as audio on YouTube. Um, but I also found this audiobook with all of his writings in it, basically, um, on 
a website for five bucks, like five dollars, and it's all organized. I mean, it's all it has a table of contents. You can just move around in it however you want to. So um, that is also nice if you really do want to um, listen to all of his stories. I'm guessing there's an ebook version too. Um, if you want to look at all of his stories. Um, all in one place. That I think that would be a great place to do that. Um, so I don't know what the price for the ebook is, but the audiobook was definitely worth it. It was five dollars for almost two days worth, like forty-seven hours worth of listening. <laughs> and as you can see, I'm still working through all these stories. So this has um, spawned many shows, which is really amazing. And. Uh, so yeah, so this first story here is, the title is The Quest of Aranon. And um, this is a short story. Uh, it starts, um, it's about this uh, young man who uh, wanders into a city named Teloth, Teloth. And he basically is a storyteller. Talks about this great city of Aira, Aira, I think it's Aira, something like that, um, where he was a prince there, and he's really into telling these stories and and singing songs about this place as well. Um, but no one in in this town that he he wanders into is really interested, except for um, one one boy. Let's see here. Um, so let's see here. Uh, yeah. So and at one point the, um, the people in the city tell him either get to work, um, with them basically on all the things that they're doing, just basically mundane work or leave the city, uh, by sunset. So, but there's this one boy that, um, that finds uh, I forget. Let me see here. Um, I think it's Iranon. Yeah. Um, this young boy that finds Iranon. The boy's name is Ramad. Ram Ramnad. Yeah. There we go. Um, finds Iranon and and talks to them and tries to um convince Iranon to leave to go to this other city. Um, that might be Era, although under a different name now. And so the two travel there, um, to this other city. And they takes them, it takes them many years to get to this other city. And of course, that because of this, the the boy Ram Ramnad, um, grows up while Aranon stays the same. Uh, eventually, they do reach this other city. Um, and but of course, Aranon realizes. Although he's not surprised that this is not the the city he was looking for, um, and but the people there do love him uh, as compared to the last city, and uh, and so they uh, the people they start out appreciating him, but then over time their their interest fades, and um, and Ramnad has become old and also uninterested. And eventually he passes away. And Ironon just uh, 
is still the same as he was when he got there and continues on uh, his journey. And eventually he comes across this old shepherd and asks him if he knows about the city of Era. And the shepherd tells him that, yes, he has heard of it because there was a beggar's boy who had always talked about it. And it turns out this boy who thought he was a prince was laughed at by everyone and ran away. And so the uh, turns out that Aranon is this boy. And once it's revealed to him that it was him all this time, he he um, begins to age quickly and just wanders off and eventually passes away. So it's really um, an odd story, but and I guess really about the imagination and just thoughts and what they can do and the powers they can have and uh, and for good or ill. So really um, amazing story. Again, I'm just summarizing it. But there's that idea of, or that that concept of where do ideas come from and what can they do when they stay? How powerful are they? Um, and in this case, in this story, it appears that they keep this this person, this this um this young man who was not a young man. Um, they keep him young for all these years until eventually someone else's idea sort of cancels that out. Um, or someone else's knowledge, really. So, um, amazing story with a kind of a, a horror story ending. Even though it didn't, I didn't expect it when it happened. Um, even though I should have, it's really good at that. It kind of fools you into thinking, or me anyway, it did that. Maybe this would not have quite a um, a horror story ending in a way. I thought maybe this was possibly Lovecraft's one attempt at like a story with a possible hap- happy ending, <laughs> uh, or at least more, more of a neutral one. And uh, of course, he found a way to still make it a horror story. So um, amazing writing there from him, for sure. So that's the first story I wanted to talk about tonight. Um, so let's move on to the next one here. And um, this one, the title is The Rats in the Walls. And it is definitely a horror story from beginning to end. So um, it mentions that uh, in, I mean, the summary here. So the story starts out in 1923. Uh, There's an American named Delapore who is the last descendant of this family, uh, moves back to his um, ancestral home, basically, in... uh, It's called Exum Priory in in England, after um, the passing of his only son in World War I. And so the people around the area, um, they notice that he's restoring the property and uh, they are not happy with this. But he continues on, and he moves in, 
as um, this is all done. And uh, I will say this story, and there's a couple other stories where Lovecraft uses some not so not so friendly language or terms um, as he does once in a great while re- regarding um, just you'll see if you read the story you'll see what I mean. But um, and I'll get into that in the episode I do just on Lovecraft himself. Um, but and my thoughts on him. But um, he has several cats and this one that stays with them. Um, and at all times, just about. So after Delapore moves in, he starts to hear sounds of rats scurrying behind the walls, even though the place has been completely remodeled and renovated. And um, and so he starts looking into this and and trying to figure out where these are coming from. He also has uh, um, the, the a friend of his his son that. Um, he got to know in the area whose name is Edward Norris and um and several other people in the area they all try to figure out what's going on and um and also at the same time Delapora learns uh has several dreams that his um that are about his family and they they um had an underground city over the centuries, so this is basically the history of his family that he's learning about through his dreams, where they basically um, practiced some kind of a ritual where they had what they called human cattle. So basically, just um, they just kept these people throughout the centuries in this underground city, and um, until the point where they they became cannibals. And of course, this was stopped when uh, one of Delapore's ancestors killed the rest of the family in their sleep and left the country in order to um, end the whole thing. And uh, so the the um, this relative left the area, and of course, this um, the this these creatures that were once human ended up being. Uh, devoured by rats that were in the cities, um, just in the depths of the city, after this happened. So that's basically what was revealed through dreams. And of course, these are um, these dreams haunt the the main character, this Delapore, this most most recent or last surviving member of the family. And because he's he he's ashamed and anger angry at what happened. And what his family once did, and uh, so the, they through these dreams and through investigating the property, they find this um, entrance beneath a, a a stone altar that um, basically could be flipped up, and they find an entrance to the city. And because of all the dreams and and um, the the uh, sounds of the rats and everything, this um, Delapore goes insane and attacks um, Norris. And so, after this, um, of course, the authorities um, find everyone and separate, and, and um, basically, they send 
teleport to uh, an insane asylum. So, and the locals in the area and the investigators decide to um, destroy the priory <laughs> so that nothing can ever happen there again. And, um, and local investigators and authorities um, decide to cover up all evidence of this whole event and this underground city. And, um, and of course, Delapore, in the end, says that it was the rats in the walls that attacked his friend. And so the story ends with him in his, in his cell. So it's a, definitely a horror story there. Um, but very well done. And uh, obviously better than I can describe here. So definitely uh, check that out. <clears throat> so that's the uh, second story here. And this last one is the longer one. This is the one that has chapters. And uh, this is called The Shunned House. And that's S-H-U-N-N-E-D, The Shunned House. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, this is, let's see here. So this is about um, this narrator, who I don't know if that gives his name, I don't remember now, uh, and his uncle have... Um, been fascinated with this old abandoned house um, in a city. doesn't really say where. Um, but his un- uncle, who's a doctor, uh, last name is Whip- Whipple, W-H-I-P-P-L-E, has done um, gone through extensive research looking into the, the history of the place. And including the sickness and death of many of the people that have moved into and lived in the house over the course of a hundred years. There's also these strange weeds that grow in the yard that seem to um, to have um, give off the strange odor. There's also this um, these strange fungus, this fungi. Um, growing in the cellar that appears to glow in the dark. Excuse me. And the narrator eventually finds a the strange vapor in the in the basement that um seems to be part of um the of an outline of a human form that is basically um just part of the floor of the ground there. The narrator and the uncle decide to spend the night in the house to investigate further. And they're that because they believe now at this point, after all their research into it, that there is some kind of strange paranormal force that is causing all of this. The the strange sickness and deaths and then the um other oddities that are growing in the yard and then the house and the basement in the basement there. So they set up um they basically set up uh, chairs and a cot and in the basement to watch and see what happens in the in that basement at night. And of course, they bring um they uh, they bring um items that they hope to use to destroy whatever this is that has been doing this for all this time, including um, flamethrowers and a modified device that. Um, they believe will destroy anything, any paranormal presence that they find there. 
So they take turns at night sleeping at, um, two hours at a time. Uh, or at least that, that's the plan when they, when they start. Uh, the narrator lets his uncle take the first rest um, and notices that the uncle is, is not sleeping well um, and starts tossing and turning until he suddenly wakes up. And the uncle tells his nephew, the narrator, that he had strange dreams of lying in an open open pit inside of a house with uh, constantly shifting features uh, while there were faces that stared down at him. And many of them, he said, were those of the family that lived there, that lived in the house originally. And so this is odd, but the narrator sort of writes it off his dreams until it's his turn to sleep. And really, the uncle doesn't even get through the entire two hours so that he could he could be, he could sleep. He wakes up before, before that's done. And so the narrator takes his turn um, sleeping, but he wakes up to this, this scream. And uh, he wakes up and he sees this, um, re, uh, it says yellowish corpse light, in quotation marks there, bubbling up at, up from the floor. And appears appears to stare at him with many eyes before vanishing in a, a wisp through the chimney. And he finds that his uncle had been changed uh, into some other kind of creature. And he turns, he so the narrator turns um, on his uncle uh, using that device. He turns it on, but doesn't do anything to the uncle. And so he escapes as the uncle starts to dissolve that uh, into this other um, apparition of the multiple faces of the people that have passed in the house. And the narrator returns the next day to find the equipment all there, but nothing, no other signs of the, um, the what happened. <clears throat> so he uses a... Um, he t- he gets decides to go back there and try to solve everything that happened. He gets um, a gas mask, digging tools, and um, a lot of a ton of sulfuric acid that he has delivered to the cellar door of the house. And so he digs into the floor of the cellar, and he arranges the. The the sulfur barrels of barrels of sulfur um, around this hole, and eventually he finds this uh, after digging through really just this gross mass of all different kinds of things. He finds this this um, translucent tube that's bent in half and is um, two. F- Let me see here. What was it here? Uh, I lost my spot. Um, two, uh, two feet in diameter. There we go. I knew there was a number there. Um, but the, uh, he, he finds all this and he, he, he crawls out of this hole after this. And, uh, what he realizes that is that he had found the elbow of this giant monster that was in the, the, this, the ground beneath this cellar. And so... 
the narrator starts emptying barrels of this sulfuric acid into the this hole. And of course, he doesn't even get through in in all uh through all the barrels before he faints, probably because of the fumes coming from all the barrels as they make they interact with the ground there and whatever's down there. But um he um so he realizes that they haven't really done anything. That all this acid hasn't really done anything. And um except that it's um the the, the fungus that was there has turned to ash. And um but he still thinks that he probably took care of whatever was causing all the, the problems in the house, even though there's um may still be something down there. I believe is how it was explained. And um so but after that he is pretty sure that the house is safe to be rent rented, I'm sorry. Um and uh and he does think that the creature is dead even though he didn't see it actually die. Um uh, and the narrator leaves the area and of course is sad about this the, the passing of his uncle. And he records the the narrator says that the house has been rented since then. And um everything seems to be okay. So uh sort of a mixed ending there. It's good that no more families have, have been getting sick, but also he the narrator lost his uncle in the process of uh trying to, to get rid of whatever was causing all this these uh this death in the house. So um really well done story just in terms of suspense and everything and and uh makes you wonder besides just natural creatures what else could be living underground that doesn't even need um the same things that we do in terms of air and water and I mean yes water you can find underground too but um di- different things it doesn't need the same things we do in the same ways to survive so um, but, uh, that's all I have for this, uh, this episode here. It's always hard to figure out exactly how many stories to, uh, review for these shows. But, uh, so that's all I have for today. But thank you all for listening. And I'll be back on Sunday morning, uh, with True Paranormal Stories from the web. Uh, on the next episode of South Cedo Paranormal. Thank you all. Take care.